He feels old. He feels alone. He feels unpopular. In the garden, a cluster of small birds passes like a school of colourless fish, darting back and forth before the window of this aquarium, in which it is less who is contained and not the birds, disappearing at last to the east with one stately gesture. And then, because life is comedy, there appears one final bird, scrambling across the sky to catch up with his mates. Please, Mr. Less, says the bravest person I know, I can't. We're doing fine, I'm doing fine. Welcome to We're Doing Fine, book club edition. He's Robbie. She's Lisa, and we're both ill or groggy, one of each. Yes. I woke up early, I have my morning voice, and I'm trying to hide it. I have been ill for two days, and I have no energy to hide it, so you just will deal with it okay, and I apologize if I'm a mess. Well, that's anyway, okay, that's but that so over. is less. No, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> Less the character, not the book. Um, yes, this month we read Less by Andrew Sean Greer. Thank you, Bill, for the suggestion. Yes, happy Pride. Thank you for the Pride Club book suggestion. Um, Less is about a, a, a gay man and in his late 40s. I'll be kind to him and say late <laughs> 40s. I know he'd appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, he finds out that his ex-boyfriend is getting married. Um, and he knows he can't decline without looking pathetic, but he also knows he can't go because fuck that. So what he does instead is he plans a like months long adventure across the world, attending book clubs. Is it months or weeks? I can't. I, it's I a couple months because I know he spends at least five weeks in Germany for his course. Yeah, yeah. So he goes traveling around the world doing literature events and writing workshops and. Because he's an author. Um, and what is meant to be an escape from the wedding lets him self-reflect for a bit. Mm-hmm. And we'll leave it there until we know you guys can deal with spoilers because that's what we do on this podcast. Um, but yeah, so if you've not read the book, go and read it and then come back Yeah, right what you're doing? Now. Clicking on these book club books. Book, book club episodes. Honestly. What the f- Haven't read the books. This isn't like a nice review. This isn't like the back page. You know the drill by now, hopefully. You know you know we chat shit. Exactly. Can't go two feet without a spoiler with this crew. (laughs) Well, if you haven't read it by now, you're just going to get spoiled. That's fine. Because we have some listener questions. I'm going to start with some questions from Bill, since he was our suggester. Bill asks, for about half of the book, hints are dropped that Freddy didn't go through the did go through with the wedding. Most people assume Les already knows, so don't say much more than a passing comment. Here we go. I'll start over. Oh, no. For about half of the book, hints are dropped that Freddie didn't go through with the wedding. Most people assume Les already knows, so don't say much more than a passing comment. At the same time, a lesson he learns about gay joy. He's told he's not a very good gay author, and also in Morocco, he's told that no one wants to read about a middle-aged white man feeling sorry for himself. Do you think these two ideas are tied together? That the story is less, that the story of less is the story of finding your joy? And that's why he just never picked up on the hints about Freddy's wedding because 
he thought he wasn't worth it. Um, I think in some ways they're connected. But not as much. I don't know. So for me, the book kind of has a before Morocco, after Morocco. And I think, I don't know if they have, if everyone sees it as that way, because before Morocco, it was definitely a book about a white man who felt very sorry for himself. And I agree with Zora. No one wants to read those. Indeed, I agree with that. So until then, I was just like, oh God, this is just, this is just one of those books. One of those books about white men, self-pitying. Oh no, I'm so alone on my trip across the world to do some reflecting about my career as a writer. Wait, hmm. hang on. That's every greater grotto. You tell me you don't enjoy that? Yep, yeah, that's different. Because <laughs> that is in the pursuit of love, and this guy's running away from it. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> See what he did there. <laughs> Saved it. Um, but it picks up after Morocco, because... He learns that nobody wants to listen to the kind of story he's living. And it gets better. How depressing is that? No one wants to hear about your shit. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's also just in such a crazy privileged position. No one wants to listen to a, you know, cis white man who's on a travel, like on a thing around the world, talk about how lonely and sad he is. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. I don't I don't think that necessarily the comments about Freddie are connected to his his idea of gay joy, because I think Les is just kind of a dense character. <laughs> I don't think he would see it unless it slapped him across the face. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that, at least in my opinion. I do appreciate <laughs> that he learns about gay joy. Took him long enough. <laughs> I'm still working on that. It's okay. You've got like 20 more years. Ouch. <laughs> 22. Well, fuck. 21. Not yet, but... My next question from Bill. I don't know if we actually answered the first one, but eh, we tried. We tried. Lisa tried. I'm just, my eyes are melting. (laughs) Okay. So second question from Bill. And thank you, Bill, for sending questions. The original purpose of Les's trip was to escape and get as far away from the wedding as he could. However, it turned into a trip of self-discovery. If you were to take that trip, where would you take, where would it take you? You get five stops, just like he did. Ooh. I wish we'd seen this with, like, this feels like it needs research. I don't know. I mean, where would you want to go in the world? Yeah, but for a journey of discovery, had it, like, um, masked as a journey of escape? I don't know. I mean, but where would your destinations be? It doesn't have to be, like, where you think you'll find yourself. Just pick five destinations. Oh, so just five places I want to go. Yeah. Okay, Egypt. Mm Mm-hmm. Four more. Yep. <laughs> Greece. Okay. Um, Egypt. Greece. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to go back to like the Algarve, Portugal. I'd love to go to uh, Kyoto in Japan. And fuck it, one more place. Um, Sydney, Australia, just for the laugh. Ooh, Australia would be a good one. Um, let's see. I would want to go to, hmm, I would probably want to go to Machu Picchu, um, mm-hmm. and then I would probably want to go to, is it Cape Town, the one that's like the most southern tip of South America, and do that little boat expedition to the um, Antarctic, or Antarctica, the one that's on the bottom. Um, third... I would probably want to go to, hmm, 
It's going to be our longest book club yet. <laughs> well, third, I would want to go. Third, I'd probably want to go to Thailand. Um, depending on the time of year, Sorry. I'd either want to go to Thailand or Japan. Um, oh, go to Japan with me. Yeah, okay. We can meet, we'll meet up in Japan. Um, and then <laughs> I would probably want to go. Like, I would definitely want to go to Sri Lanka because that's where my family's from, and I've never been. And then, and then. Maybe the beaches of Santorini or something. And on something a little more relaxing. So now we have a question, a couple questions from Jenny. Thank you, Jenny. Thanks, Jenny. Jenny's first question is, what did you think about the character of Les? Did it change as the book went on? I found him a bit of a wet blanket to begin with. Yeah. Like, I'd have just gone to that wedding and prayed there was a a, a, a free bar. <laughs> no, I liked his idea to avoid it. I think it was a good... I think it was a personally good choice for him. Um, why? Because he needed to leave. Like, he needed to get out of his situation, obviously. That's why the book exists. But, like, I don't think he would have accepted Freddy's love at the end if he had not been on this tour, right, of self-discovery. Yeah, that's fair. I don't think he was really in it. He was too self-pitying. He didn't see himself as, like, someone worthy of love. Because Robert had discarded him and he never really saw a true partner in anyone else afterwards. He never tried to find a whole partner, if you get what I mean. Like, he didn't even recognize a man whose heart he broke. We've all been there. He was just really self-centered and kind of sad. <laughs> oh my god, I'm lace. Maybe you have, I don't know. <gasps> Snake! <laughs> I'm just saying, people don't just fall in love with me the way they do with you. Ah, uh, yes, it's so difficult for me to keep track. <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely did change as the book went on. I think he had a little wake-up call. Yeah. Though I do think he spent so much time just being kind of letting himself be pushed around and, like, just carried from place to place. He did not really think too much about where he was or what he was doing. The dream. I found it a bit more annoying in his character, but I'm glad... I'm glad he kind of righted himself, like he figured it out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, my perception of his character definitely changed as he went on. I think he he started really taking on lessons from other people. And I thank Zora for all of that. <laughs> all men really do need women to knock sense into them, because clearly... Well said. It's our jobs. It's a shock you guys get to run all the governments. I wish I ran the governments. That's true. You're a man I would probably trust with the government. Oh, thanks. I wouldn't. <laughs> you are making a mistake. Um, so, Jenny's next question is, let's discuss Les's choice to bypass the wedding invite by going on this huge trip. Do you agree with it? If you were in Les's situation, would you have done it too? Why or why not? I would have. I don't think Robbie, Robbie just said he wouldn't have. <laughs> I in, Right, in my defense, right? If I was in the position where I'd been invited to all these places around the world, and like all expenses paid, I would do that whether or not there was a wedding there. What I wouldn't do is specifically look for these invites so I didn't have to go to a wedding. Because... Mm. I would. That's unhealthy, Lisa. having excuses to look at it, get out of things. You know, if we lived near each other, I'd be like, bitch, put a dress on, we're going, we're going to get shit-faced, and we're going to pee on the wedding presents. I've never... I didn't say you had, I said we were going to... <laughs> It's different. I would never. The last part. The last part I would never. Everything else, fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll pee on the That's where I draw the line. Fuck. 
I'll watch for you while you do that last bit. <laughs> Thanks so much. Notice she said watch for me, not watch me, okay? Just to be clear, we're not that yeah. kind of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but why or why not? Because I love an excuse to get out of awkward plans. And then Jenny's last question. Why did he have to leave the country instead of just declining? Because gays are awkward. Ego. Ah, yes. Ego. That too. Because I can't just say no and be sad and pathetic. I have to have cooler plans. <laughs> I have to say this doesn't affect me because I've got a be- even better life. Mm-hmm. Which is fair. We can't blame him. We've all done it. Absolutely not. Exactly. We have all been there. <laughs> all right. We have a question from Jenna. Thank you, Jenna. Les is an awkward guy full of mishaps. From believing he's fluent in German, when he's not to having the wrong first impressions of so many people. Did you relate to any of Les's awkward interactions? Thank you, Jenna. Yes. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> yeah, a bit of quick answer from us. Yes, we're both we're both idiots as well. Half of my life is just awkward interactions that I don't figure out until like two hours later. <laughs> On the phone to me. <laughs> Yeah, truly. I mean, I would never I would never be so bold as to thinking I'm fluent in another language. But like, yeah, I've definitely gotten like the wrong first impression. Well, no, I think I'm a pretty good read of people. But like, I think my issue is so much as like not giving people second impressions, like not not letting give giving them the chance to give me a second impression. Yeah, we fuck up and then it's like, well, you're gone from my life. Bye. Forever. Yeah. You saw me make one mistake, so but you're yeah, banished. No, I am so awkward. And I would have just left the country if people started fainting around me in Germany. I would have just left. <laughs> I would have gone full bubble boy onto a plane because who knows, I don't want to make the pilot pass out. That was, I, was that ever resolved? I don't remember. Uh, no, I don't think it was resolved. I think that was just... He was fucking Typhoid Mary. Yeah. Like... <laughs> he just was, like, poisoning people. And that was fine, apparently. And then he just left? He said nothing and just left. Yeah. Like... But how cool would it be to go to that spy club thing? Yeah. That was pretty cool. Oh, that was cool. I want... I want that. I want it. <laughs> typhoid Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was, I was so confused by that part. Same. Why? Why was he poisoning Germans? And it felt like he was like justifying it by being like, "Oh, I was boring them to death." No, these people are genuinely sick. What are you on about? Like, yeah, <laughs> explain this. Now, clearly, you are giving something to people. You were right. Your Bavarian lover was wrong. It's you. Yeah. You didn't get some sort of vaccine before crossing into the country. You clearly needed. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Passing around rheumatoid fever or something. Definitely. But yeah, no, I definitely I definitely relate to his awkward interactions. Half of my life is awkward interactions. <laughs> I'd argue more, but <laughs> based on the amount you tell me about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Seventy five percent of my life is awkward interactions. Accountability buddies. Because I'm <laughs> awkward. All right. We have one question from Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Have you ever had days, weeks, years, like what Arthur Les is feeling, times when nothing, absolutely nothing seems to be going your way? What's your solution? I don't have a solution. I'm currently living in it, and I blame the government. 
Yeah, we just kind of roll with that shit at this point, don't we? Yeah, we kind of just go, it's fine. That's what, oh, oh, I know what we do. We start a podcast. (laughs) Yes, we start a podcast. (laughs) Like any person with very healthy mental health. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very healthy brains. Oh, 100%. Um... Current situation in the world, nothing's no, nothing's going humanity's way. So I, I don't I don't have a solution. It's too early in the morning for those. Yeah, we don't have to. We can't solve all the problems, okay, Jenna? For the love of God, oh, no, Sarah. Sarah. But yeah, Sarah. No, same. So sorry. So Thank sorry. you, Sarah. I'm so sorry, Sarah. Um, I I usually call Robbie and complain. You could do that. Oh yeah, <laughs> send us an email. <laughs> we are doing fine at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> And then finally, we have one more question from Callum. Were you surprised by the big reveal at the end? What big reveal? I know. Um, I think about halfway through the book, I was just like, this is Freddy. Yeah. The narrator's Freddy. Yeah. Um, so I didn't necessarily see it as a big reveal because I was just like, this is Freddy. This is his little love letter. I did think it was cute when they changed it to first person mm-hmm. in the last, the last bit, how, he, how excited he was. I don't know. Honestly, I don't think Les deserves him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a bad thing to say, but like, damn. Especially after everything, like when you read about how when Les's mother died and like Freddie's the one who took care of him and like when Les was sick in Paris and Freddie took care of him, like, <laughs> yeah, like what have you done for this boy except steal his youth like you, your old lover did to you? Goodness. Tradition. That's true. They can just keep passing it down the line. Generations of drama. Yeah, <laughs> stunning. <laughs> I mean, I do guess that like age gap relationships aren't quite as weird. I, I only think it's weird because he met Freddie when Freddie was like clearly a teenager. Yeah. And I was like, mm, mm. it's us. But he did let him go. And I think like that was healthy. Yeah. Well done. Bless. <laughs> weren't a predator good job yeah. <laughs> it's all we can ask from white men at this point yeah <laughs> the bar is getting extremely too low really isn't it if you it's just in the if, ground if you just don't rape people or fuck children you're a good guy okay <laughs> like that's the line now oof there it is oof there it is <laughs> that should oh. be a sticker yeah <laughs> Maybe not. But I have a question for you, Robbie. Who was your favorite character? Javier. Yeah, that's fair. I loved him. Of course you did. Mainly because I have a friend called Javier. <laughs> and every time I see that name, I go, oh, it's Javier. <laughs> and then I sent him a text message with a picture of his name in a book. <laughs> I would say my favorite character, and this will be a shock to no one based off of how I view the book, was Zora. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. I love her. I want to be her. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I do have another question for you. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. And I just lost it. I'm going to think about it again because it was a good question. Um, what was your favorite, like, of his character arcs through the country? So, like, what, what country of Les's journey was your favorite? Um, I quite liked, um, was it Mexico? Mm-hmm. 
the I sorry so vague when it was the Spanish speaking country and all I remember is that he like got invited to this event and then he was raging because like it was all in Spanish and <laughs> so like he he didn't understand anyone and I was like oh look how the turns have tabled you white boy you don't understand anything <laughs> I enjoyed that <laughs> that's fair um I think that was a good start to it because he was instantly like oh fuck yeah he was very so he, he was like the the world does not revolve around me, and then had to proceed on this world tour of realizing that no one cares about him. And also that a lot of people care about him. I mean, yeah. And I think that's something that was also very frustrating for me, is like, he's like, nobody cares about poor little Arthur Less, and I'm like, you're a well-known author, you won a fucking award, like, yeah, all of these people are reaching out to you, and yet you have the audacity to be like... I am unknown to the world. <laughs> true, true. Um, I think my favorite was probably. Mm, I mean, I think a lot. I think a lot happened in Morocco. A lot, a lot, a lot of self discovery in that desert. <laughs> Fair. And I think it's just because that was such a turning point. Um, and then I had one more question for you. What were your thoughts on the Carlos pick on the Carlos Pelu letters? Um, as a reminder, Carlos, um, who is Les's kind of literary rival and Freddie's figurative father. He was the guy that he was like, oh, they want my letters, but they're in the museum already or something like that, right? Was that it? No, he's the one who was collecting all of the letters. That was it, yeah. And I thought that was kind of slimy. Yes. Did not. I don't have much love for Carlos after that. No. I don't know, that was a little little weird. Not a fan. <laughs> little sus. He was like, come on now, you need the money. Robert must have written you a love letter. And he's just like, I'm just like, no, those are personal. What the fuck? Yeah. This is for after, like, more years down the line. Come on. Obviously, this guy is still getting over his first love. Yeah, let them all be dead before we publish these letters. Right, Lisa, the ultimate question. Yes. How many stars would you give this book? I would give it a three and a half to four, somewhere in there, somewhere around there. Okay. Cool. I really enjoyed it. It just took me a while to get there. Yeah. So okay. probably three and a half. Oh, yeah, I'd give it a three. It wasn't my favorite, but I did enjoy the the storyline. I think I think my um, opinion of it was impacted a lot by the narrator on Audible. The very um, like monotonous voice and doubt, so I really mm. struggled to get into it, and I felt like it didn't convey as much of the sort of excitement of the storyline as it could have. Um, so I just didn't really okay. click with it. But I did enjoy the narrative, and I did enjoy the concept of the story. I enjoyed right. that I didn't like the main character, which is rare for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad we got to see him grow because, yeah, I don't think he was necessarily a likable character at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. He was getting there towards the end. Freddy, though, immediately likable. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Well, would you like to announce yes. our book club selection for July, my birthday month? Oh, happy birthday. So, for July book club on We're Doing Fine, we will be reading... She Who Became the Sun by Sher Chan. Ooh, I'm so excited for this one. Me too. This was the book that was recommended to me by the girl in Waterstones, the person in Waterstones. Very exciting. Yes. 
It looks great. I'm excited for it. Gonna have to go order it right now. I hope you can get it. I'm sure you will be able to, because we've discussed it before, oh, yeah. right? I'm sure I could. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's Let's check that she's Australian quick. by way of Malaysia and New Zealand. Amazing. Parker Chan. That's it from us, this bit club. So until next month, keep, keep reading, reading fine. Alrighty, so that's it from us this month. But until next month, that's it from us for this Pride Month. No, fuck. Well, that's it from us this. No, oh, fuck. I can't. Ah, I fucking hate. I can't wait until you cut all this and put it at the end just to make make fun of me. Fucking outros. <laughs>